0: welcome to our T Y podcast, I'm your host Louise
1: and I'm David and today we have four special groups talking about their topics today. So we'll start the first one off with family and I'll pass it over to the host Grodine.
2: <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about who has the hardest, the youngest child or the middle child. So I'm going to pass you over to Paola. Um, I'm Paula. I hate being the youngest because my brother always picks on me. Um, I am the middle child and I feel like th- I have uh, I get into more trouble easier than the younger kids and it's always me who gets in trouble, so I'll pass you to Emma.
0: Um, I never got to be Mario when you were playing Mario Bros and I was never player one and I never got to pick the song and just dance.
2: <laughs> I'm going
0: to you back to Grodian.
2: in. Um, so as a middle child I feel like we don't get to pick anything either. We, uh, we kind of get forgotten about a lot, so I'll pass you to Hannah. Whenever we're ordering food, we never get a say in what to get. Like when we're getting takeaway we never get to say it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you go to Kate.
0: As a middle child, you always um you never like get a say in anything either. Like it's always what the oldest child wants and then when the mi- the youngest child doesn't get what they want, it always ends up going to the youngest child.
2: As the middle child you have to get o- um The youngest child looking up to the parent and the oldest one looking up to the parent. so (laughs) I'll pass you to Ash. As the youngest you never get to sit in the front in the car and it's so annoying like I have to wait till all of my sisters like move out until I can sit in the front. And uh, that's the end of our discussion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah really well done girls I can really relate to that as I'm the youngest person as well in my family and I can get involved with that conversation I'd say a bit more. I'll pass you over to Louise now.
0: Yeah, definitely, thinking the youngest is the superior sibling. We have our next group who is gonna be talking about most embarrassing stories, and I can't wait to hear.
2: All right, so I'm Aoife, and I'm gonna be telling the story of when I was over at my friend's house for her birthday. And so we're all like 15, 16, and we all know that, you know, Santa isn't exactly real. So we're all talking about that. However, what we didn't realize was that my friend's little sister, Ashlyn, who is like eight or seven, was standing in the doorway the entire time, and we all copped on, but one of my friends' friends didn't. So we're all there trying to silently nudge her to stop while she while you just saw Ashlyn's face just completely fall apart. It was so sad, but it was so funny. <laughs> all right, anyone react to that? <laughs>
1: Uh, wow. <laughs> um, I feel like it's kind of mean, but um, you're just gonna just gonna find out anyway soon, so I guess.
0: Yeah, I feel like it kind of just disrupted our whole childhood. But I'd say probably <coughs> my most embarrassing time was when uh during summer, I say I was about a solid twelve, and um, I was going down like there's like a a cliff, but it's like it's slanted, so it's like really um flat, I was sliding down and I didn't realise how sharp the rocks were. So when I got down to the bottom, like my whole shorts were just ripped from the back. So then when I, I had to walk home, it took about twenty minutes to walk home I had to walk through the town and yeah it was it was pretty bad.
2: Yeah, that actually pretty bad. But I don't think it beats destroying an eight year old's childhood very badly. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else gonna share stories? Oh, no. <laughs> Very bland childhood, so I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> At least I
1: didn't tell a child the Santa wasn't real.
2: <laughs> At least it's a funny story to tell people, and yes, she's doing quite well now. Okay, so about your story, Jason,
0: was it like proper? Where did you go in town? It was no, I wasn't there uh, It wasn't in town. I had to walk through the town to get home. Scarlet for you. <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad because uh, I just had to be in the sea. So, I didn't have much on. (laughs) Thank you for those really embarrassing stories. Reminds me of some of my own when I was out shopping with my dad. He got into his car and I had my head stuck in my phone playing a game. And he got into his car and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go into the nearest car. Opened somebody's random door opened it there was a grown man sitting in the front seat looking at me and i was looking at him and i just closed the door and i ran
1: yeah i have to say that's that's pretty embarrassing but moving on to our next group i'm sure it'll be pretty interesting we have a couple of the lads speaking about their idols so i'll pass you on to shane hello uh i'm shane we have a group here we're all going to be talking about who we idolize and who inspires us to do the things we love uh i'll pass you on to sam here
2: now so my name is sam and um, my Personal idol is my grandfather Thomas Clark. He was a Gaelic footballer in the 60s and played for County Wicklow. He also won two senior championships for Kilbride and recently won an award of a lifetime achievement. He's been my inspiration since I was long, young. He was very supportive and I've always looked up to him.
3: Thank you very much, Sam. Your granddad seems like a pretty good guy. Uh, my uh, idol is uh, Julian Edelman. He used to be a quarterback in uh, high school and college. He went to college in uh, Kent State University. He uh, then got drafted by the New England Patriots in 2009 in the seventh round and became a wide receiver. Since then, he became one of the best wide receivers. He has over 36 touchdowns this season. And and uh, he won Super Bowl, three Super Bowls and won Super Bowl 53, and got MVP.
4: Thanks, Ross. He sounds like a good player. My idol is Ronaldo, as he's a great footballer. He has won five Ballon d'Ors and many other awards, such as Goal of the Year 2017. He has a muscle mass of 50%, which is four times more than the average football player, average professional football player. And he has a 7% body fat. And in my opinion, he's the best footballer in the world. Hands off to Aaron.
2: I agree with you, Sean. Uh, Ronaldo is the best footballer in the world. But my idol is Juice World. He was my favourite American rapper but sadly he passed away last Sunday, just six days after his 21st birthday. Uh, his music was inspirational and hopefully there will be more la- rappers like him.
4: Uh, hi I'm Alex, um, my idol is XXXTentacion because although he has done wrong in the past he tried to become a better person and help others every day. The closer you listen to the lyrics of his music the more inspirational I find them. Unfortunately he was murdered just over a year ago which is very sad it was just the wrong place wrong time
1: um thank you for
4: listening to our uh
1: section of the podcast
4: that's pretty amazing
1: guys thanks for sharing that with us i'm sure that they're brilliant people uh passing on to louise
0: um so next we have a group talking about skill football and stories about that so take it away
3: uh, hi, I'm uh, Luke McCarthy, and uh, I'm here today with my group to talk about uh, school football from first to fourth year, the good parts, the bad parts, and the uh, the managers to go with it. So I'll bring you over to Sean now.
4: Um, well, the school football team, like in first and second year, it was really good, but then it sort of went downhill with the loss of Mister O'Connor. He was really inspiration, and he drove the team along. Uh, I'll pass you along to Adam now. Uh. Uh well, uh first year we got to the county final and uh we were playing scaries and we kind of we lost that by a good few points and then we came back in second year and we also got to the final again and we managed to beat Lucan in the final and then progress on to the Lancer semi-final which we lost but then uh in third year the team kind of kind of fell apart because Mr O'Connor was one of the main teachers involved in GAA and uh he I uh, went for another school so the the kind of team just kinda went downhill from there with Mr. Burke
3: managing it. Uh I'd have to disagree with those two statements as uh I found Mr O'Connor not to be the nicest of managers to me uh personally. We didn't have a great relationship on or off the pitch when it came to it. Uh, I always remember in first year in our first ever school match I got I got the ball from corner back, ran it all the way up and scored a point. Uh, very proud of myself because I don't really score and uh, getting told by him at half time that that's not what I'm there to do and I shouldn't have done it and uh, I don't know, I feel like they're saying that in uh, third year we dropped off I don't really believe that, I think we went up a level and uh, it's just trying to get onto it and trying to lift ourselves up to that
0: Uh, What about skill football now? How are you guys doing?
4: Uh, Well, we're in fourth year now and uh, we're, playing, we're playing under-16s and under-18s football so uh in the in the under sixteens we're now in the quarter final which we're playing on Monday and then under eighteens uh uh we're playing a match to qualify for the quarter final. So uh we're we're doing pretty well this year. I think Miss O'Brien is been I think he's been instrumental in our recent success and he's one of the most passionate managers I think we've ever had.
3: Uh yeah, I definitely agree with that something that we uh, struggled with last year definitely. Uh, it was passion to play it and uh, I think we really showed that against Lucan uh, two weeks ago when we came back from uh, nine points down to uh, draw half-time to win the game by a point and to see just the emotion on everyone's face and how much it meant. Uh, I think that really showed how much uh, the school really care about their sport.
4: It also kind of looked bad on Mr Burke's part because uh, he, he kind of only showed up to the game kind of 20 minutes in and he could have been out there for longer to support the under-18s. Uh, I feel like that is true what Luke said about the like emotion that like people can put in like the team if like the team plays well, we can play good. It's just like everyone needs to put in the work together and like not just out for themselves like work as a team
3: but uh, yeah to wrap it up uh, i d- I believe school football is very important to all of us that play it it's the best when you're when you're winning it's not as much fun as when you're losing but you always uh you always miss it when you have to go back to class and you're not getting to train or going for matches with uh, all your mates and you know it's always great to win stuff but it's not as much fun to lose but you never forget
1: it yeah, that's, that's great to hear from the football players of, a, of the school well unfortunately that's all uh all the time we have for this week but hopefully we couldn't catch you next week and i will to have to the ways for the final for words
0: um. I hope you guys join us next week when we'll be talking about like ty life and stuff like that um just thanks for listening <laughs>